right, hello, and welcome back for episode 37 of the PATH Podcast. I am Jason. I'm Derek. And as you can see, we have a couple of guests here today, and boy, do we have a doozy of an episode for you. It's going to be fun. Um, But first, before we get into the really fun part, we're going to talk about the even more fun part, which is the Word of God. You awesome. like, you see what I did there? Yeah. Yes, that was good. Yeah, so... Um, For those yeah. listening, though, they probably need to know who our guests are. No, let's keep them in the dark. <laughs> let's keep them in the dark. No, no as, you, as you can see, if you're watching this, and as you're about to hear, if you're listening to this, we have our wives with us here today. What is your name? My name's Kim. And what is your name? Allison. Allison and Kim. It is so nice to have you here. Welcome to our dimly lit studio <laughs> that um, we're so glad that you could come and be a part of what we're doing here. Um but yeah, so it's going to be fun. Uh, we'll, you, you'll probably learn some things. We'll laugh. We might cry. Who knows? It's going to be fun. Um, but before we do that, what is a handle, Derek, that we can hold on to from yesterday's sermon? Yeah, so um, the thing that I'd like to just kind of think about and highlight a little more, um, um, you know, you're, you're limited in time. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know that I got to kind of hash this out as much, and I think it's, I think it's what we we have to take with this uh, message of, you know, Paul says a little leaven can leaven the whole batch of dough, and and he's specifically talking about following the law, particularly specifically uh, circumcision, mm-hmm. and saying if you do that, then Christ is is just has really hard no part of you, you know, and mm-hmm. and he's saying that. Taking yourself in that way, um, taking things into your own hands, uh, and just doing a little bit of that uh, really corrupts the rest. Um, And then his final point is that to avoid that, we need to walk uh, with the Spirit. And then Mm -hmm. um, uh, CSB particularly says to keep in step with the Spirit. So. I think about like when I was in marching band and almost shared this analogy, but I just was out of time. Um, when I was in marching band, that you have to keep in step. That's the whole point. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't stay in your line, if your feet aren't moving at the same pace, it throws off the look of the entire field show. Yeah. So, but, but with that, I developed a really bad habit of when I was walking in any situation, <laughs> I found myself watching people's rhythm of their step, and I would follow that yeah. and like even adjust my feet because I was so used to doing it in marching band, yeah. which can you can imagine how awkward that would make people feel. <laughs> yeah. In fact, there's a video... Um, that I've watched recently where somebody does that and it's like a social experiment kind of yeah, thing, yeah. you know, a YouTube star thing where they do that and people like look at them like really strangely. What thinking, are you doing? Yeah. What What did people think about like when I did it inadvertently? It's not yeah, like yeah. I'm like, you know, but I would just find myself like watching their feet because you had to do that in marching band. Yeah. And and that's the, the imagery I kind of get with that idea of keeping in step with the spirit that I always need to be looking at him, mm-hmm. seeing where his feet go and trying to keep in step with that, keep walking mm-hmm. with him in that way. So uh, I'll use my awkward example of something really strange that I did in mm-hmm. my adolescence to help us see this picture of, you know, you have to watch and know the spirit and know how he's moving and know how he's working. If you don't do that, you won't be able to keep in step with him. Yeah. 
And then um, as I was, and I mentioned this in the message, and I thought it was, uh, I, I saw the imagery of the vine and branches in a new way as mm-hmm. I was in my D group that morning. And it, ta- you know, John <clears throat> um, talks about, I, or Jesus says in, in John, I am the uh, vine, you're the branches. And then he says that God is the vine dresser. Mm-hmm. And so I see this idea of it. If I am so connected to Christ, to the Spirit, and, and, and abiding in Him, remaining with Him, keeping in step with Him, then God's going to do the work that needs to be done mm-hmm. in my life rather than me having to try to make it happen, mm-hmm. right? The mm-hmm. law is, is uh, it, you know, of course, <clears throat> Paul says it was, it was you know, appropriate for a time as a guardian for us, and I appreciate that. But now that we have freedom in Christ, that's all I need. It's to be so closely tied to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's why Paul says in Romans, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Yeah. By no means. Right. Because what you have to do is continue in Christ so that he makes you what you need to be. And his spirit produces yeah. the fruit in your life. Mm-hmm. And so if I can say a handle to hold on to, uh, you know, in the past couple episodes we talked about, you know, you can't do anything. That's still kind of the same theme, but Paul puts it in a great way um, to help us see that we just have to be, what we have to do is be so closely tied to Christ, Mm -hmm. so closely tied to the Spirit in our life, that we're walking with Him so much, we're paying attention to His steps, we're walking with Him in step, and keeping Him in our view, that He will do the life work and the change that needs to take place in our life, the pruning, if you will. And so... um, that, I think that's important. Any, you know, any any thoughts on your part, or yeah, did so that strike you in a different way? It, well, it it really works in conjunction with a thought that I had yesterday uh, during the sermon. Was that um, what what Paul is talking about here, especially in this chapter? I mean, it's been kind of the underlying theme for the whole letter so far. But really, in this chapter, um, it it's almost a, it's a mindset that he's talking about here. And and the the thought that came to my mind was how. Um, so I, I think about in modern Christian culture, it's all about like, um, you know, check out this Bible study. You need to go through this thing. You need to do this program. And those don't hear me saying that they're wrong because they're good. You can do you can learn incredible things through Bible studies and going through groups. But if we have the mindset of I have to do this or God's mm-hmm. going to be upset with me, we have missed the total thing. That's that small piece of leaven that ruins the whole batch. And um, and I think that we have to be really careful because especially as Americans, it's all that whole, you know, let me pull myself up by my bootstraps. Mm -hmm, Let mm -hmm. me, let me do this thing. Let me work harder. Let me do better so that God will be happier with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the gospel just destroys that, (laughs) that thought. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that we just have to be really aware of the fact that that thought will very sneakily come into our mind. And, um, and so do the Bible studies, mm-hmm. do the groups, go through the programs. They're great, and, and we can build community that way. You can have a develop a deeper love of God that mm-hmm. way. However, don't go into those things thinking this is what's going to make God happy with me. Yeah. Um, because Paul has reminded us over and over and over again, there is nothing that you can do that's going to make God love you more or less. Mm-hmm. It's all about him and what he wants to do. Um, and so I, I think it, that 
your handle right is right again and at the risk of sounding redundant over the last few episodes you can't do anything and god does it all mm-hmm. and yet that's where we find our freedom mm-hmm. in knowing that god is the one who does it all i don't mm-hmm. have to work harder i don't have to um put in the work to make god happier with me mm-hmm. and i just i'm 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 thankful for the reiteration because I, I feel that. Like, I feel verses 7 through 12 of Galatians 5, the whole, like, you know, Paul saying, you you guys were doing so good. Like, what mm-hmm. what happened is basically what Paul says there in verse in verse 7. And um, and I, I have felt that at different points in my life of going, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where why, why am I trying so hard to do something that I can never do? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just resting in the Lord, I, I think, is a, is a big thing. To, to further reiterate that, I remember, I'm reminded of what Paul said in the passage. He says, neither circumcision yeah. or uncircumcision or anything. Right. So neither one matter. Yeah. See, and we, we have the, the, the terrible habit as human beings to think, I have to do something. I have to. Mm-hmm. And then so you can even turn it. Well, if I'm not supposed to be circumcised, then I have to be uncircumcised. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not what matters yeah, here. You're what missing the matters point. is faith. Through love, yeah, and the way we develop faith through love is say is by staying closely tied to the Spirit, closely to yeah. tied to our Savior, yeah. and like you said, we offer studies, we offer advanced classes, we mm-hmm. offer uh, life groups, we offer ways to study. You know, we we offered a reading plan this year. Yeah, you know, uh, but not for reading plan's sake, right. or not for advanced class sake, or Look at what I accomplished or what I did. It's just those are means to an end of tying you closer yeah. to your Lord. It's a, so, it's a response to the love that God has shown that's us. That's right. God's put, a, God's put a desire in me to want to know him more. Mm-hmm. So let me go do those things. Let's do those Bible studies, those classes, all those things. But it's not in order to earn God's favor. Mm-hmm. It's in response to God's favor that we already have through mm-hmm. Christ, which mm-hmm. is... It just seems like a, a small nuance, but it has massive implications Absolutely. for our spiritual life. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, fantastic. Ladies, any thoughts on yesterday? No. No? Okay, well, thank you, Derek. I appreciate that. So um, we wanted to let you guys get to know our wives and and our relationship a little better. We know that we've shared some, um, but we have a few questions that we're going to ask our wives, and uh, they have graciously agreed to be a part of it. Hopefully it won't be too incriminating for Derek and me, um, but uh, I think I think we'll be good. So... Um, I think what we'll do is we'll start with, um, we have four questions here and we're going to try to be not super verbose here this morning, just cause you know, we want to respect people's time and I want to respect your time as well. So, um, but, uh, let's give the abridged version, um, most of us, how, how did we meet? Cause I don't know that everyone knows those stories. So why don't Allison, why don't you start? And then, uh, Kim, you can, you can share how we met. Okay. Okay. Well, Derek and I met on a blind date. Um, At the time, I was leading a small group at my church of, they were middle schoolers. I think at this point they had become high schoolers. One of them said, hey, you want to go on a blind date? And I was like, eh, it won't ever happen. Sure, you set it up, I'll go. And I thought, eh, it'll never happen. (laughs) Sure enough, she set it up. I went. We had a good time. But then the night I figured, okay, over done with, check. (laughs) Off to do my own thing. So that was Friday the 13th of January. Oh, that's um, foreboding. So Friday the 13th has kind of been our day. So far, so good on <laughs> yeah. the 13th of the 2006. month. 2006. Yes. Um, and I figured it was done because 
I didn't hear anything else from Derek um, <laughs> until I was on a ski trip. Like February twenty first. Yeah, towards the end of February, yeah, so like I got a, a random later, phone yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to seem too forward, you know. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't want to rush it, so yeah. uh, he took his sweet time. And, I was definitely uh, interested though. I was not uninterested. I just didn't want to yeah. be like... You were trying to not seem desperate. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You were cool. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I was trying to play it cool. Yeah. A little so, too cool. Yeah. So then we, we made it to our second date. Like, I think it was closer to the end of March. It was in March. Before yeah. we could actually work out oh. another time, we could both go out again. And mm-hmm. that was really probably more of our official, like, really first date. I think the first one was we, a double date. Yeah. yeah. I think after that, we dated. We went on a date every week, didn't we? Probably. Or maybe two. Probably. So yeah. Nice. I kept asking, and she kept saying yes. So. That's that <laughs> I'm gonna ride this wave, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I was definitely interested. I, yeah, that's fun. I didn't know if you would be or not. There was also she wasn't like too worried about it because she had some other guy she was crushing on. I, I told you it really so, worked so out Allison better. Allison had prospects. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Because if I had really wanted like this has got to work out, I would have just stuck my foot in my mouth. I might not have said anything. <laughs> yeah. But since I was like. I don't really care. Yeah. It was funny because um, the two talkative ones, which were Bethany and Derek, like their personalities are just more chatty. Anyway, they were kind of quiet the whole night. And it's me and, and Andrew that were like chatting it up. And yeah. we're the quiet ones. Yeah. Again, I didn't want to mess it up. So. Yeah. So it was yeah. kind of I'm just going to not night. talk so I yeah. don't mess this up. Well, which I would mean, have been just, me if, yeah. if it hadn't been like, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. So it worked out good for him. Yeah. I had been on a couple dates prior to that that I had kind of done stupid stuff by saying. <laughs> by marching in line with him. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking my, my foot in my mouth. And I was like, I, this girl seems great. I really don't want to mess this up. So. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stories like marching in, in line is probably a good thing we didn't meet till yes. he was like 24. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, it, it made for a great illustration. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There you go. All right. Kim? Um, so we met in a trailer for algebra back behind <laughs> teacher in high school. <laughs> oh, that started so weirdly. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We met in a trailer. In a trailer. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> our, our, we, we went to a high school that was really big, and we ran out of room, so they had a bunch of trailers out back. And yeah. one of them, we had math class, and we sat, like, in probably desks of four. Yeah, little quads. Um, things. Pre-COVID, where you could, like, be next to somebody. and Long time pre-COVID. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we became really good friends, and then I am a year ahead of him in school, and so I needed a date for prom. I didn't need a date for prom, but a friend decided that I probably needed a date for prom. And so there was some talking back and forth, and eventually he asked me in a stairwell mm-hmm. yeah, at, at church, church. Yeah, to go to prom. Yeah, and I said yes. Yeah, yeah. It was a that was a that was a funny thing because our mutual friend, um, thank you, Grant. I know you don't listen to this podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had said, "Dude, you need to ask him to the prom." And I was like, "I can't even go to prom. I'm in tenth grade, and you had to be in eleventh or twelfth grade to go to prom." And uh, he was like, no, dude, you ask her and she'll take you to prom. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, you know, like the revelation took place. And, and of course, I, you know, being, we were really good friends and I was, you know, I thought Kim was beautiful and that it would be cool if it worked out, but I didn't think I even was close to having a chance because, you know, I was just an awkward dude. But, uh, but yeah, so it all, it all worked out great. And we dated for five years and then got married, so. Yeah, late like uh, this week we will have been dating for twenty one years. This week, which is pretty cool. That's that's a big very thing. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So now that we've gotten the the introductions and formalities out of the way, this is let's get a little deeper here. What is it like being married to me? 
So, Allison, if you could answer that question for me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Kim, what is it like being married to me? And then, Allison, if you could answer the same question uh, in concerning Derek, not me. So. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, there's always music. It's like, it's true. And if there's not music playing, there's he's making music, whistling or humming or something and or having children that do that. I was about to so. say, I've now delegated that to our <laughs> children. Yeah. Audrey is a little, like, she's just, she's just got this radio playing in her head and you never know what's going to come out. And it's like somebody's yeah. like scrambling the station. Just, yeah. It could really go weird. from Jesus loves me to like sweet child of mine real quick. Like it could just change in an instant. Yeah. yeah. But it's good. I think you bring out a side of me that I never imagined. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not like, I would be like, in a corner somewhere, oh, like, yeah, like yeah. rocking back and forth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I'm going to be over a wallflower over yes. here. And if somebody wants to come talk, that's great. But if not, that's right too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was totally when we first met, you were that way. So. Yep. Cool. Anything else? All right. Allison, how's it, what's it like being married to Derek? What's it like being married to Derek? It's fun. Um, Derek's really easy to be married to because he just kind of goes with the flow and, um, He's pretty much always happy, kind of happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. We, we used to spend a lot of time, like, playing. Uh, before we had kids, there was a lot more hangout time. Mm-hmm. Now it's um, dealing with all his mini-me's and my mini-me's all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's really what it's like right now. Mm-hmm. Chaos. We're trying yeah. to figure it out together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah um, there's I lots of music with Derek, too. Sorry, but, we have R two D two in here with us. I just kind of tune it out. I don't even notice it happening. Was that all your music? Yeah, yeah. used to drive his family a little bananas, but yeah, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool. I had lots of practice with just tuning things out before I met him. <laughs> yeah, so he tries to aggravate sometimes. It just doesn't really work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Or I, was, I was like, I'll tell a funny joke and wait for a response. It's just like, um, I'm like. Come on, you know. Nothing, like, nothing. Oh, yeah, I don't care. And I'm like, all right. Cool, I will go tell my joke to the kids. Make them laugh. They'll laugh at me. I know they will. That's yeah. funny. All right, so. Uh, can I just say, yeah, Allison, um, she, um, we balance each other out. Of course, you know, I mean, that's. Yeah. Any good relationship. Yeah. Marriages uh, work, yeah. But um, I, I can be, and she wouldn't say this, but she would agree with it. Uh, I can be very uh, desirous of, like, I'm a words of affirmation guy. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, somebody to, you know, if, if I'm just honest, I, I would like, you know, hey, you did a great job or this or that. That's that's what I, I long for. And then Allison doesn't always give me that, which is good for me. <laughs> Sometimes he's a little jealous of those wives that are real good at going on Facebook and just, like, <laughs> plastering their wall would, with all yeah. these these just wonderful <laughs> yeah. words of praise. I wouldn't want that, honestly. And he's like, but, man. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Sorry, you married yeah. the wrong person. Did you see what so and so posted? Yeah. yeah, wasn't that nice? Yeah, yeah no. I mean, honestly, I I I value that now. But you know, it's kind of like you know, I'm kind of like pulling out. But yeah, it yeah. doesn't doesn't always happen. But it keeps me humble. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I um I uh one of the things that I love about our relationship is that um, like I was telling somebody this actually just yesterday that. You know, we have been dating for 21 years now, and so like I was, I was 15 and Kim was 16 when we met for the first time. We were both 16 when we started dating, but 
I love that Kim and I have experienced so many firsts together. Um, like there's so so many of those major pivotal moments in life that you go through that are like defining moments for you. Kim was there with me for those things, and mm-hmm. I was there with her for those things, and I love that. Like I'm so grateful that that we grew up together and we're still growing up together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like we have a conversation often. Like we've done this more than once, even recently. Like. Gosh, I am so glad we didn't have to go through that whole dating thing in our 20s. Like, <laughs> we were just done with that, and we were married at that mm-hmm. point. It's like, I'm so glad we didn't have to go through that, because that sounds exhausting, first <laughs> off. But then secondly, just not fun. I'm so glad that we just mm-hmm. got that out of the way early. So, All right. Um, what? right. Let's switch gears just a little bit. But what is it like being married to a pastor? Um, try to help people understand... Uh, or maybe just kind of a peek behind the curtain of what what is it like? And this is a safe place, so be as real as you want to be, okay? Um, what What is it like being married to a pastor, the goods and bads, the gives and takes, all that stuff? Allison, why don't you start for us? I get to break the ice, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's good. Oh, I mean, I really like that I'm married to a man that, that loves Jesus most of all. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I get to see him live that out on a daily basis and, um, you know, try his hardest to, to honor Christ in whatever he does. And, um, you know, he's, he's not only loving and kind to his church family, but he's, he, he shares that with us at home too. Um, so that's the best part I think is, is married to somebody that just loves Jesus mm-hmm. and loves him with his whole heart. And then, um, I mean, the hard part is, is I, have to share that with a church family mm. but um that's good too Derek Derek's really good about keeping us in this in our corner and um taking care of us but um it's hard like when he he comes home kind of just emotionally exhausted yeah. because he's been taking care of others but then at the same time like it's also really exciting because it's emotionally exhausting when he can't take care of others you know like yeah. when the church was empty during COVID that was really hard and so it's been exciting to have good Sundays like yesterday where he's yeah. felt good and there was excitement in the room. And I don't know, it's just going juggle back and forth. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else you want to know about. This, this is my first time as, as lead pastor's wife, so that's kind of been a new uh, a new <laughs> Yeah, it has been. Um, it's a little easier though. as associate pastor, children's pastor's wife. You just kind of get to fly under the radar and be yeah. yourself. There's a little bit more of a box you feel like you yeah. got to fit into. <laughs> now but um yeah and then it's been interesting too having young children at home yeah before the young kids i was up here a lot more or you know right beside him a lot more and now it's like oh i gotta take care of the kids Mm -hmm. yeah before they do something crazy (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. we know how that is (laughs) so kim for you what what's it like being a pastor's wife i like it but sometimes you just don't know like and each church is different, and even within churches, you don't know, like, the expectations that people have, mm-hmm. and that's always hard, because they don't always say them. Um, it's sometimes just, like, even if you ask them, they're not going to come out and say, well, I expect this of you. Um, they're going to be, oh, well, we don't have any expectations, but then they do. <laughs> like, yeah. they talk to me, or, yeah. you know, I didn't get a car, and so it's really hard. Like, I, I, I need... And I'm very much like a, like check the box, like, you know, yeah. and so I like to know what's expected of me so that I can fulfill them. If I don't, if I don't know what's expected, I can't, I can't do that. 
And so just trying, that's probably been the hardest is to read the congregation and read the people that we serve and knowing how to, like knowing what their expectations are and. And trying to fulfill those expectations. Yeah, I can understand that. And and I will say too that, um, you know, just as a word of affirmation, you, you have, you do a lot better at that than I think you give yourself credit for. Oh, I've had how many years of experience? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I think that. I think that you do a good job of meeting expectations. So even when they're unmentioned, you do a good job of meeting expectations. So, um, so if, if there was um, if there was one thing that you could let the congregation know about what it's like to be married to us, what would you say that thing is? That's not the way you originally phrased that one, but I would say... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> that it's... I can't think of a better privilege and honor <laughs> to serve with you and our church family because, like, this week has been tough. Mm. Um, but, like, everybody gets excited and you invite people into your exciting times, like you're having a baby, your weddings, that kind of thing. But very few people get invited into those really tough days. And so to be part of that circle of people that, you know, you call on when somebody has to go to the hospital or there's a death in the family or something, that's that's a privilege. And I don't want people to think that I don't realize that. Yeah. So. Allison, how about for you? There's one thing that you want that you wanted people to know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess just um, we really enjoy your love as a church family. So keep loving us well and mm. show us grace on the hard days and encourage us and give us pats on the back on the good days to give us the energy to keep on going. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Derek, anything you'd like to add? <laughs> uh, I, I'm right now. I'm the only one not crying. <laughs> right, so I'd like to continue to stay that way. Left alone to begin with. We're just all mess yeah. now. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think you know that there are challenges to what we do. Sure. <clears throat> and you, and it's really easy when you're when you're thinking about your own challenges to lift them high, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and think no one else has to go through this. That's not the true. Life is just full of challenges. Yeah. Everyone has their own. Ours are unique. Sure. Uh, and, you know, um, I don't like the fishbowl analogy, but there is an essence to what we do is always under observation no. or and, and scrutiny. Sure. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, I think it can become a bad thing. <laughs> right. But um, we've also seen, as other staff, you know, staff members in other um, churches, where um, you, you see the good, bad, and ugly of yeah. of, of it all. And um, you know, we are human. Mm-hmm. And not devoid of human cap- capacities somehow. Yeah. You know, I think oftentimes pastors and, and families are put on some kind of pedestal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just have to remember we are dependent upon God's grace yeah. and Christ um, 
love as much as anyone else, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even more. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, our kids need um, need us, but they also need people to give them grace too. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe that's just the theme of my one last thing yeah, is that grace, grace, um, you know, is needed to um, to walk this life together. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the imagery of family um, to kind of piggyback on what Kim said. It is a privilege mm-hmm. to be here. Um, God brought us here. The church, you know, pays us a salary. Yeah. Uh, which makes things challenging at times. But at the end of the day, I think the way y'all view it, and I certainly the way we view it, is that God brought us here to be a part of this family, mm-hmm. uh, to shepherd it, to lead it, to guide it, but also to be a part of it. Yeah. And so uh, I feel like that is the case. Uh, I think this church does a great job of um, appreciating and mm-hmm. honoring us. Yeah. Um, but you know, I do think it's helpful to see kind of a little peek behind the curtain as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I would just, uh, I would end by saying that um, I wouldn't be able to, to serve the church the way I am without Kim. Like, um, I, I need her encouragement and her um, support, and she gives it freely, and I'm grateful for that. Um, and I'm sure you'd say the same about Allison. Mm-hmm. That, um, that, yeah, it's, um, I, I am glad that I don't have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and not that I ever would, but I'm glad. I'm glad that we don't. I don't have to lead alone. That mm-hmm. that we have a. I have a teammate that I live with, and we have other teammates, and Roger and Kathy as well. Mm-hmm. And and um, I'm so grateful, uh, just that we get to be a part of the the family here. Mm-hmm. To, to use your word, so. Um, well, thank you so much uh, for listening in and uh, for for letting us uh, indulge for a moment. Um, and hopefully, you get a little bit better picture of how. Um, how we view leading here at Lafayette First. Um, but we would love to, uh, if there's any questions you might have, if there's um, any thoughts that you might have, we'd love to hear from you. You could email us at thepath at lafayettefirst.life. We encourage you to do that. I think it would be cool to ask the listening audience yeah. to um, share an encouraging word about Kim and Allison. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And um, so... Yeah, all three of you people who listen, um, we would love, we would love, no, I'm joking. I there's know there's, a few more than There's that. more people than that. But, um, but yeah, we would love for you to encourage our wives because a lot of times they they uh, they have to stay in the shadows in the back, but we lit them up today. And so um, and so we want we want them to be encouraged as well because um, they're a big part, like I said, they're a big part of what we do. We, we, we appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, but until next time, thank you for joining us. I am Jason. I'm Derek. Kim and Allison. And we will hope we hope that you will join us next time as we continue down the path. <laughs>